0: Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. We are back. It is another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well. Andy, let's just jump right into it. Uh, we'll, We'll discuss the latest news, sort of everything that's been happening this past week. So I would say the first one came yesterday with Pataki speaking for the first time in what seemed like a number of months. Again, last week we said that this guy—it's almost like he went underground. He went to Lecce during the during the uh, during the quarantine. His job came under discussion during that time because there were sources saying that Roma um, and his relationship is sort of fracturing. But of everything he said yesterday, what what stood
1: out to you the most? Well um to to be honest uh, what stood out to me the most and what probably seemed like um the well it, it it's a typical thing from Petrachi is I could if I reading between the lines obviously you could see him taking shots at, uh, (laughs) you know, the, you know, who, right. Um, the, a sporting director that likes to talk to journalists because he made this all big point about, you know, again, it's like every time I love this guy because he's so cartoonish when he talks that it's it's you know it's fun it's fun to listen to him so again he highlights this um about him being you know a, a guy that does not share stuff um a guy that does not engage with you know People from the media, um, a guy that doesn't divulge information left and right, and of course, then he says like some you know like some people that like to go for a cup of coffee with a journalist, you know, and <laughs> you know obviously he he's pointing fingers at his predecessor, um, and and probably again that you know after after a year not even a year he outright and openly says that this Rome and, and this club and the attention that is put around this club can, can bring down and has brought down numerous people. And he's one of the many people in a long list that has stated the same thing, that there is, you know... A, not even a year in his new job and and there's an incredible amount of pressure and an incredible amount of focus um and speculation on the media's part on the fans part um so probably that that's the that's the thing that caught my eye the most
0: so before we get into everything he said about the market, I am so glad that you mentioned what he said about going for a coffee because that <laughs> entire answer that he gave, I'll read it in a moment here, but it seemed like a, a, a not so thinly veiled shot at Monchi. He was basically asked, your future has come into question recently over these recent months. And here's just a quick summary of what, what he had to say. He said, it's a shame when news like this is published. I'm someone who isn't exactly comfortable in this type of footballing environment. I don't give anything to anyone from the media. And when you do this living in Rome, it can be difficult. If you don't have a coffee with a journalist, it's inevitable that some will go against you. Nowadays, if a, if a sporting director doesn't comp- doesn't compromise, he gets torn apart. But I'm going to continue forward. So I think I've discussed it on here plenty of times. Each sporting director that we've covered over the years has been very different. Prade, just sort of a weirdo. He leaks. <laughs> he a still of is. The people. Yeah, he is. Uh, Sabatini, also weird in his own right, but he's he's more fun. A lo- uh, yes, says,
1: an adorable grandfather.
0: Yeah, he says a lot of outlandish shit. Um, if we were on Twitter, I would post what he said about Florenzi. That is one of the most. I, I think that is the <laughs> clip of his that I love to post the most it's absolutely hilarious then you have Monchi who leaks anything to anyone if you give him even a a moderate even anything resembling a compliment he'll i mean this guy will divulge deepest darkest secrets to you this i'm convinced this guy would sell out his own mother if i, I want but away. i
1: wonder if he still does it at sevilla is i i really wonder i would love to have somebody from that fan base or from that crowd that can i can like give me some information as to has he been doing that at sevilla or not or was this only a part-time job that he had here in rome for like two years
0: yeah i don't know what it is but there are at least three to five of us who still have contact with him. The last time I messaged him was last summer when, uh, Robin Olson and, and Florenzi at that point were linked to Sevilla. And I just asked him if uh, making a move for those two was possible. He said, no, we're not looking for a goalkeeper. And that was it. it it's astonishing to me, the amount of information that, that he would leak. It, it's, it's really weird. Again, I've said this before a million times, but he is a very, very, very insecure guy. So part of me thinks that he does that to get people to like him. But later in his answer, Pataki said, um, This city has made a lot of people and directors shrink. Yes. And once he said that, I mean, that was. Yeah. (laughs) Again, he might as well have held up a picture of Munchie at that point because (laughs) it was exactly who he was referring to. So I loved his answers. He's absolutely right. We talk about it on here all the time. Rome is a very particular city, particular fan base, very particular media. It, it, it all sort of intertwines at some point. And I think that's what he is sort of getting to. So as far as the transfer market stuff that he alluded to, so he touched upon a lot of topics, Zagnolo, Pellegrini, Chic, Florenzi, Mkhitaryan, Smalling. Yes. Keen. Were you encouraged by? Yeah. Were were you encouraged by what you heard? Just a, a quick wrap up for anybody who didn't read it. You can find this full quotes on the website. Uh, well, um, he said we're going to yeah. try and keep Zaniolo and Pellegrini, although, and some are pointing this out. His 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 answer on Pellegrini was, um, he's very attached to Rome uh, or he's very attached to Roma. Even if an offer were to arrive, I I think he would turn it down but then he was asked about Zaniolo and he says we'll do everything we can to keep him. So it wasn't exactly the same level of confidence for Zaniolo's stay as it was for Pellegrini's. Is that the sense you got or do you think we're just reading way too much into this?
1: Well, um obviously we are we we may obviously we all always are reading too much into these into these things because uh, almost 90% of the time they say one thing and then they do another thing but um it certainly gives you an idea of who is the player that is most valued at the club the player that is is the most um wanted one by 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 all by a number of teams um probably the the the, the player that is really your major uh, star in the making which is Zaniolo, it gives you an idea, a hint of, you know, that even the club is aware of that there is a difference between these two in, in their value, in their skill set, in, in who they can be, you know, in, in two or three years' time, in five years' time. Um, you know, the the difference right now is is pretty obvious, uh, especially in, in the words of Petrachi. And we've already been hearing, you know, about Juve looking at Zaniolo and, and then uh oh, i don't i can't even say that, like the inter bringing him back by mm. giving nine golan and money <laughs> which really is you know you have you need to have your head examined if if that is really something you believe in and 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 then you obviously you have pellegrini with you know the psg maybe looking at him it's just there, i think roma are are pretty pretty aware of the fact that there is a whole lot of pressure on whether Zagnolo stays or not and I don't believe that there is that much focus and that much pressure on whether Pellegrini stays or not
0: yeah it's weird and in credit to Petrachi at least in a certain sense I, I don't want to say it's a matter of them having like learned their lesson that's probably a bit too harsh but I think this time with Zagnolo they're at least cognizant and aware of the backlash that they could receive if they sell him. Do you do you think that factors into it at all? Um, <laughs> because it, it kind of feels like this is the culmination. Zaniolo is sort of like the culmination of several years of frustration of having to see Salah, Alisson throw Strootman in there, or we can throw Lamella in there, whoever. Pjanic. It sort of feels like with Zaniolo, this is like we've reached the peak and things could topple over at any moment. It's very strange. And I wonder if that at all is factoring into it.
1: Right. Well, you know what? I was thinking about this and I know you have conflicting um, reports uh, because I remember this made me think about the the coaching situation. Remember when uh, there was a part of journalists that was reporting that Mijailovic was really close to the club like really really close. I know you weren't one of those but there were uh, reports that Mijailovic was was extremely yes. close to the yep. club and and then we all know what happened uh, he apparently the 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 awareness of the potential backlash from fans uh, considering you know Mijailovic's past uh, regarding Lazio and all uh, that made them steer away from that coaching choice, and I, I I'm, I believe even Mihajlovic had something to say about being tied to Roma. Anyway, you know we live in a day and age where the fans' opinion is uh, starts to matter more and more. I mean, we pressured Roma into and Monchi into explaining what the hell happened with the Malcolm situation, right? I mean that's what about hold on save yeah. Iturbe. exactly save itorbe again perfect <laughs> perfect example again oh, how gosh. how fans pressure a club into making a decision by just simply retweeting a hashtag uh, we live in an age where it's more and more about what the fans have to say and you know a, a club will always have an external image and an internal image and you know at, at a certain point there is a lot at stake here, and I think that Zagnolo, you know, would be uh, the ultimate uh, test for the club whether they can whether they can have him and, and have him stay here and sort of save their reputation or once again fail. And I, I don't even want to begin imagining what would happen if 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 that sale went through. Um, but there is definite pressure, and that's another another piece to the puzzle for Petraki is. Um, he's aware of the differences and how, you know, obviously people uh, love that narrative about, you know, Roman kid like Pellegrini being, you know, born in Rome and and Primavera and all of that and living his dream. But I think if push push comes to shove and and you have to choose between Zagnolo and Pellegrini, most fans will will choose the the second one to stay. Uh, Zagnolo, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I don't think that... Again, I, I've been I've been quoted on here as saying that I had I was not a big fan of Pellegrini in his first season under Di Francesco. He's certainly done better, um, and it's not a slight at him in my opinion to prefer Zaniolo over him. Now I wonder if if right. potentially remaining factors into this at all. Now, when he was asked about that, he said they're going to do all they can to keep both of them. In my opinion keeping Mkhitaryan far easier than keeping Smalling, particularly when you consider his contract situation next summer it, it it uh his contract with Arsenal will expire. Um what do you think about what he said about Schick and then Keen as well. Um he was asked about Schick he said it's going to be a particular market uh Leipzig they haven't uh they haven't activated the buy clause yet they want a discount with keen he said he's not a guy we're looking at what do you think because <laughs> some of the names i have to be honest because it, it's very clear roma they want an alternative to djeko this summer i i know this won't like be- every other <laughs> summer <laughs> well right I, but i know this won't be a popular answer but some of the names i've been seeing i don't know about you but they're not better than chic i can tell you that. What are those names? I, I I really don't have... I mean, Keen, Bustos, <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, our good friend, Filippo Biafora. I, I won't pretend I watched the Spanish second division, um, <laughs> but he said Darwin Nunez, who was a striker of Almeria. Oh, loved him. He loved was... him. <laughs> yeah, I followed him yo, since yeah. he was six. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you get on Twitter and say that, you'll you'll gain you'll get oh a large yeah number of followers because they'll buy that <laughs> it, it's it's very weird because pataki is right in the sense that like everybody is waiting to make this first move with the market nobody knows what to expect um it, it sort of just feels like everything is paused but just for schick specifically 29 million euros is the buy clause of the german side roma they paid 42 million for him so shockingly despite having not done very well with the club, Roma would actually make a plus Valenza on him. Do you think that... Okay, given that these are the alternatives to Schick, you're you're almost better off just keeping him? Because again, I, I, I don't really understand how these names really provide much more, or if anything at all, more than Schick.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, you have a player who has said in the in the past couple of months a number of times the same thing which is i'd love to stay you know not even at leipzig but at least giving a hint that you know he'd rather uh sell his beloved sister uh to 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 somebody uh than come back to Rome <laughs> because oh um, boy oh i mean boy. his career <laughs> His career at great at Instagram Roma.
0: account, everyone. If if <laughs>
1: <that's the laughs> thing. yeah, that brings back a lot of memories from oh, like two me. years ago. Yes, it we does. were we were out here following his sister before we were following him on Instagram. She, um, yeah,
0: she was definitely the bigger coup than he yeah. was for sure.
1: Uh, and anyway, that's you know his career at Roma is dead. I you know I I as good as he's been at Leipzig and scoring almost it seems like every other week. Um I I really can't imagine that same player coming back and playing the way he's playing right now at Roma. It's it's just not happening. He's he's said it, he's you know, he was out of confidence and I believe that if he were to come back, he'd be out of confidence just like that. And um Roma cannot afford again to to have another Unreliable option for Jekyll. It's been too long It's been, what, like three, four years Since we've had, yeah. you know Anybody, we, at least When you had Salah You could you could count on him And maybe have him and El Sharawi Playing the false nine And anyway, they were so devastating up front Those All those wingers That that you had at disposal That you could afford Sometimes not to play Jekyll. Um but but now it's it's been way too long, and you have to have somebody and I'm not a believer in Keen I don't like Keen. I'm glad that um Petrachi has said that you know we haven't been looking at him that's thank God for that um but as you said, names that have come up and it, if they have come up they're not looking too good um I remember that we are still keep monitoring the striker at uh, Shakhtar, who's a favorite of Fonseca. Um, I, I I really don't know. I, I I what I want is for that particular position. If we're looking at an alternative, forget Kalinic, forget the likes of Kalinic. Find somebody that fits in with what Fonseca wants because Kalinic clearly is not the type of player you want. Sheik is. Clearly not the type of player you want. And Keen is clearly not the type of player you want. So um that that position is something that Petraki must
0: prioritize right away. You mentioned somebody just before we started recording,
1: and yes we have to discuss it. Let's go. Garrett Garson. Yes. Garson. 35. You know, we talk about 29 million for Schick. but if if Gerson is worth thirty-five in this market, um, Man, oh, man, like uh, the world of football is really collapsing. I can't believe it. I, I truly.
0: And the funny thing is, all of we've heard for the past like two months was this market's going to be different. Prices are going to be substantially less. <laughs> I, <laughs> Good can one. somebody can somebody explain to me how he goes from 11.8 million euros to 35 million euros in less than three hundred and sixty-five days, and mind you, twenty-three yes. years old, I couldn't even tell you what his best position on the pitches. I couldn't tell you. He's played winger. He's played right. Mezzala. Now he's playing in more of a defensive role in Brazil. I, I still couldn't tell you what his best what his best position is.
1: Yes, and and mind you, he was fine when he started out with Fiorentina. What um, the player that I was seeing in the beginning at Fiorentina was was you know. Clearly, a player who had found a bit of a comfort zone, but then again, it's he's a moody player. Um, he has. I believe it's his father who talks a shitload. Um, oh, and I don't know dude, why man. he's
0: awful. Oh my um, God. And he's I talk about jer- some agents that are yeah. dickheads. I mean, this guy is <laughs> this a guy. Yeah.
1: Class a, just a class a jerk. And uh, yeah. And, and you know, and it's not like we're dealing with the, the new Neymar. Um, because as you said, we, we, ha- we don't even know what his real position is. Playing in Brazil is one thing. Playing in, in, in Europe is another thing. And, uh, um, um clearly this guy hasn't found the right footing the right team in in europe we know that, uh, that this this father of his has been so selective has been rejecting offers left and right and uh, you know making deals fall through uh, at the very last minute um it, i i really can't wrap my head around if uh, this rumor um which is now gaining traction and is not looking like a rumor anymore um to me, anybody who in any way rates this guy beyond somebody like uh, Paredes, who I think it's, I think mm. that that's his apex mountain. To be like yeah. Paredes, um, then really uh, we're dealing with uh, uh, football that is is clearly. Uh, dying in in terms of what the money what you get for the money that you pay it's it's still just shocking to me and where would he play in in in, in Ch- at Chelsea like w- w- he's not physical he he's clearly not somebody that i would say oh he'd fit right into the premier league
0: this guy's decision making is some of the slowest I've ever seen. He can yes, <laughs> he takes half an hour, twenty minutes to decide where he's going to pass the ball. He's not minimum quick.
1: four touches, minimum four touches. Oh, I,
0: and again, um, I mean, he played so, and maybe, maybe this was the issue. He played like five different roles. You bring it up all the not all the time, but you bring it up quite often here. Remember when he started against Juve with Spalletti? I mean, that was yes, oh, my that goodness. was. The end of wreck. him. That was
1: the end of him. Terrible.
0: <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, um, now, Di Francesco, in fairness, uh, in 2017, 2018. Got man, him to him score two goals. Wing. I guess Fiorentina uh, throwing him on the wing, and it looked like, okay, I, th- you know, there might be something <laughs> We're so hyped, he, he, man. Yeah. yeah, he was, uh, because he was clearly not a Metzala. Clearly, 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 clearly not a Metzala. Uh, for me, I thought, okay, winger, here we go. For me, he almost had a bit of the... He's a wide four-four-two midfielder because I, I didn't see him as a pure winger, but I also didn't see him again as a mezzalo. So I yeah, because just because he has know, no pace, he has no none, no, 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 no pace whatsoever. It, it, it's still shocking to me that this could possibly happen. But uh, Roma, they are entitled to ten percent of the transfer fee in excess of eleven point eight million, which is what Flamengo paid for him last summer. Um, so thirty-five million minus eleven eight um i'm terrible at math so it is at 20 23 something give or take mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so roma would get 10 percent of that so roughly just under two and a half million euros right <laughs> okay great um fantastic yeah easy money i guess real quick just to end it here um Petraki was also he he so it's really weird like it's a funny word that they use when you have players that are no longer needed at the team. It it basically, it translates out to redundancies. Um, Basically players you don't need anymore at the club. Uh, Petraki was asked, you have a number of these sorts of players, players who don't factor into the plans of the manager. Um, They're not being used. How do you get rid of them? And I don't know if you have Roma's roster readily available in front of you, (laughs) but I counted almost 10, almost 10 of these players who are more or less excess that they have to get rid of them, but I have no idea how the hell they're going to do that. I really don't because if we just go down the list and again, it, it, just be careful because this is super depressing. You, you might end up in the fetal position. So <laughs> if we're just going down the list, I've got Juan Jesus. Now many will disagree with this, but I have Diego Perotti on there as well. Right. Mm-hmm. I have uh Fazio. I have Pastore. Mm-hmm. I have Bruno Perez, mm-hmm. I <laughs> have um who else? Robin Olsen, Florenzi, Karsdorp, Ćorić, Nzonzi, and Uh and then De Frel. Now, and Chic, um they're they're going to be purchased. And Chic, yes, yes. Um so Gonalo De Frel, they're going to be purchased by Granada, Sassuolo, respectively, because they're, both of their teams survived, which triggers the automatic buy clause. But uh, how do you get rid of these guys? Uh, it, to me, it, it I mean, especially when you consider what they paid I, I don't know how they do it. I really don't. Yeah, this,
1: you know, and the same applies for, you know, I, I know that we, but we have to look, uh, you know, at, at guys like, kolarov um who as much as i've contributed in the past they're not contributing anymore and would are not should not be part of the winning project and and you know and it's like it's like this all over again and we've been here for the past three years asking ourselves okay when do we sell perotti when do we sell juan jesus and it's always the same thing and um when when pet- <sighs> People need to understand that when Petragi says this is going to be a, a market of, you know, of opportunities and of exchange, of swaps, he said mm-hmm. that it's going to be, you know, a lot of players being swapped. And it's not... The problem is that you, as... as uh, as a Roma sporting director, you find yourself in a position where you are basically dealing with garbage with a lot of garbage that needs to be dealt with because the club is is struggling. you know you have these guys that are sitting on on the bench and, and really having more time for vacation than actual playing time uh, who are getting paid like three million four million four and a half, um, which is you know uh, ridiculous but at the same time you can't get them out because no team no argentinian team no american team no nothing will pay you know those wages um he finds himself in a position where he must you know either find a solution by swapping these players or you know having Fonseca to to somewhat force these players into some roles like uh, Juan Jesus who is clearly a player that Fonseca does not rate, who's been here, who's rejected a number of destinations and nothing, and is he's stuck.
0: It's astonishing to me. I think it's going to be incredibly difficult. I don't know how he's going to pull this off Petrachi. Um It's certainly a tall task, but, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. So we will be back. Uh, the season restart is slowly approaching. Again, I don't know whether or not you're excited. Why? For that, but Why? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. All right, everyone. We will end it there. We'll be back uh, soon, as always. Thank you so, so much for listening. And until next time, ciao. Ciao.